the only true goal in life, the only true goal, goal in life is to become all that God has created you to be. The only true goal in life is to become all that God created you to be. Amen. And I'm believing that each and every one of us will obtain that goal in our life at some point or another and maintain it. Glory. Okay, Father, we praise you. Just give thanks as we look to your word this morning. Thank you, Lord, each and every one of us, Father God, to gain some insight. And Father God, as we gain that insight, Father God, I thank you, Lord, that we are inspired, Father God, by your word. And Father God, as we are inspired by your word, Father God, greater maturity comes to us, Father God. And as that maturity comes, Father God, we go forth in victory. In Jesus' name, amen. A few years back, Oral Roberts had made a statement that uh, was associated with his ministry. And the statement was, or is, something good is going to happen. Something good is going to happen. Unfortunately, many Christians uh, at that time found this statement a little bit troublesome. They felt that you can't predict future events, and it's wrong to give someone that kind of hope. And even today, this type of mentality is still regarded by many as an established truth. You can't believe something good is going to happen. Uh, ignorance of the word and believing in man's philosophies and doctrines has uh, subjected many to a cruel and unfulfilled life because of it. Not knowing that Acts chapter 17, 11 would save them from a life of hopelessness and heartache. You need to know what Acts 17, 11 is. Find out what the word says and you'll prosper, glory to God. So with that in mind and thought, let's uh, find out something good is going to happen. Let's start with, uh, go to Psalms 145. That's Psalms 145. In Psalms 145. Psalms 145, and we will look at verse 9. That's 145, verse 9. The Lord is good sometimes. Boy, you got, am I right? Am I reading that right? No, okay. The Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are over all his works. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Good to all. Also can be translated loving kindness. The Lord's loving kindness to all. So there's a deeper meaning here. It means to lo a love that's all forgiving. Caring, merciful, having favor, full of grace, abundance of kindness, gentleness, with patience and compassion. That's good to all. Look at all that. That's coming your way. It's coming our way. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So with that mind and thought that the Lord is good to all, let's find out what's going on here. Let's go further back into the Old Testament. And you want to find second... Chronicles. That's Second Chronicles, and this time you want to go to verse uh, chapter six. Second Chronicles, chapter six. The Lord is good to all, and His tender mercies are over all His works. Wow. Let's see what Second Chronicles, chapter six, says. We will go to the forty-first verse. That's Second Chronicles, chapter six. Verse 41. Now therefore arise, O Lord God, into thy resting place, thou and thou and thy ark of thy strength. Let thy priest, O Lord God, be clothed with salvation, hmm. and thy saints rejoice in goodness. 
Oh, glory. Uh, let me read that from the Amplified, verse 41. So now arise, O Lord God, and come unto your resting place, you and the ark of your strength and power. Let your priest, O Lord God, be clothed with salvation, and let your saints, your zealous ones, rejoice in good and in your goodness. We need to be rejoicing in goodness. Rejoicing because God has given you goodness, has blessed you with goodness. Wow. Well, how are, how are we to recall goodness? Or we are to remember who God is and what life is all about. That's goodness. There's no defects in God's goodness. I said there's no defects in God's goodness. And his goodness is beneficial to all who hunger, glory to God, and thirst for him. If you're hungering and thirsting after God, it's beneficial because goodness flows to us. Glory. God's goodness conveys his generosity. God's goodness conveys his generosity to each and every one of us. Hallelujah. We ought to be swimming in goodness. His generosity is upon us. There's no lack with God. It's overflowing. Glory to God. As believers, we need to come up a new level in goodness. Because some of us say, well, you know, well, God, God sometimes and sometimes not. We need to come up a step or two from that, at least, and see what God's goodness really is. As believers, again, we must uh, come up to new goodness, his goodness. Hello out there. <laughs> Are you expecting goodness? Or do you expect goodness? Well, you know, man, it's another Monday. It's, here we go again. It's going to be one of the long trips. It's going to be a long day because I know how Mondays are. Everybody comes rushing in. Are you expecting goodness? Do you thank God daily for the goodness in your life? Oh, glory to God. It's so wonderful out there. Do we say, thank you, Lord. I got the breath of life in me, and your goodness is upon me. Do we kind of forget about that? And, oh, Lord, help me out today. This is, you know, this is, today is what they call Blue Monday because I missed everything out on Sunday. Hello. Goodness, generosity, kindness, the quality of excellence in your life. Is it there? Well, I hope it's there. God's word is full of promises. Amen? God's word is full of promises to the believer. These promises, now listen, these promises are seeds that we can plant in our lives. So the promises of God are seeds that we plant in our lives. For many believers today, the promise of God just remains dormant seeds. They're there for us to sow and reap, but we don't plant them because, well, you know, brother so-and-so tried it and it never happened. You know, it started to, and it just didn't take place. They never plant their seeds to bring excellence into their life. Promises of God are seeds, and it brings excellence into our life if we plant them. Glory to God. So don't waste your seeds by hoping. You have to plant them. They must be watered and guarded, uh, guarded to produce life, in our, uh, produce life for us, okay? Do not be led by reasonings. That is casting your seed upon the gr hard ground. Your reasoning, well, that's hard ground. Don't cast your seed with, with doubt and belief. It chokes the word out. And you become unfruitful. 
we need to plant the seed in good ground and continue to water it, nurture it, and see it to come into fruition and have a harvest, glory to God. Sow your seeds in good ground and it will produce the abundant harvest in your life. Okay, how many promises have you been looking at this this week or this, oh, I'll put it this way, not this week, but this month, this year. How many promises have you been looking at this, this year? Well, I looked at it one time. I remember we started in January and I, I believed all these things. I made a list and what, is, what happened to that list? I don't remember what was on that list. Well, your seed just got ran over, okay? When something good, or as Oral Roberts says, something good is about to happen, something good that is beneficial and useful to us. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 11. In Hebrews chapter 11, we got to have this goodness grow within us. Okay. In Hebrews chapter 11, looking at verse 6, a familiar verse, that's Hebrews 11, 6, but without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You have to believe that God is. Thank you, Lord. And then you've got to believe that he's the rewarder of good things that come your way. Good things. Good things. Glory to God. Believe that he is and reward of them that, them that uh, dil diligently seek him. The qualifications we need are set before us. Live by faith. And believe that he is and that he is the rewarder. That's the goodness. Good things coming our way. This is the ultimate choice. Believe to receive his rewards. Okay. Let's go to the Old Testament and find the book of, let's see what I'm looking for, Ezra. Ezra is right in front of Nehemiah. Ezra, Nehemiah, Ezra chapter 8, Ezra chapter 8, let's look at this here. Ezra chapter 8. Well, we're going to be looking at 22, but let's go up to 21 because we used this one early at the beginning of this year. That's Ezra chapter 8, looking at verse 21, starting with verse 21. Then I proclaimed the fast at the river Hava, and that we might afflict ourselves before God to seek him a right way for us, and for our little ones, and for our substance. Verse 22. For I was ashamed to inquire of the, of the king a band of soldiers and horsemen to help us against the enemy in the way, because he... We had spoken unto the king, saying, The hand of God is upon us for good, for good that seek him. But his power and his wrath is against them that forsake him. So it says here that God's hand is on those that seek him. His goodness comes upon us who seek him. All right. Glory to God. That's good news. Now turn to 1 Chronicles. Back up a couple of chapters. 1 Chronicles chapter 3. That's 1 Chronicles chapter 3. Maybe I got that one wrong, I think. Yeah. yeah I got it wrong. Let's back up here a little bit. You're quiet out there this morning. Oh, I misplaced it. I got this wrong. Okay, what, what I'm going, trying to, maybe some of you will remember. 
Jabez, remember Jabez? He called upon the name of the Lord. We sang about it this morning. No limits. Prosperity overtaking us. Okay. Jabez looked to God's goodness. He says, bless me. Bless me. How many are asking the Lord to bless them? Well, you know, that's only good for somebody else. But God's goodness says, I'll bless you if you call upon me. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. That's his goodness. That's the benefits coming our way. Um, and what, what Jabez asked for, he received. Glory to God. So we shouldn't be lazy. We need to receive what God has called us to have. Amen. Believe God that he is good and that he is a rewarder of them that seek him. God warns us about good and evil. Evil is lack. Evil is despair. Evil, uh, uh, sickness is evil. Abundance is good. Health is good. Joy is good. And these are covenant blessings that we acquire when we walk and follow him. Glory to God. Daily. It just can't be on Sunday or Wednesday. We need to do it daily. How would you like for the sun to come out only when it was he felt like the sun felt like coming out? We need the sun daily. We need goodness daily. We need to seek God daily. We need to look for his goodness daily. We should expect an abundance of goodness fall upon us. We need to be expecting. Hallelujah. Expecting. Something good is about to happen. Something good is about to happen. You have to be expecting. The more faith you have in God's goodness, the greater access you have to his goodness. Think about that. God, having faith in God brings his goodness upon us. Okay. Romans chapter 10. Amen. Oops. In Romans chapter 10. We're talking about goodness. This verse will apply to it. Romans chapter 10, verse 10. For with the heart of man believeth unto righteousness, and, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. We need to have our heart planted with goodness, good thoughts. Not bad thoughts, good thoughts. What are you expecting? What did you expect this morning when you got up? Well, according to the weather, weatherman, it's supposed to rain. It's supposed to be torrential rains. Were you expecting goodness? What are you expecting? Are you expecting the same as yesterday? You didn't have anything there. You didn't think about anything. Are you expecting the same thing that happened last week? Or how about last month? Do you have low expectation? Do you deal with low expectation? Well, you know, the price of gas went up. My checkbook's a little empty. It's another week and a half before I get a check. Is that expecting goodness? Goodness is daily. All right. God delights in manufacturing good things. God delights in manufacturing good things. To those that seek him. Oh, glory to God. We need to start seeking God in, in a greater me measure. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. 
I'm expecting today great and mighty things that take place. I'm going to jump up, up and down. I'm going to be blessed. Well, at the end of the day, what happened? I didn't expect anything great here. Did you get to breathe today? You get to see the sun come up and the sun go down? Were you in the presence of, of your loved ones, your family? That, that's great expectation. We need to look at everything as great expectation. Goodness is coming upon us. Hallelujah. I got up and the car started. Glory to God. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. I'm not going to have to put the heater on all day this, the, today because it's not going to be cold. Glory to God. Thank you. There's goodness. You gotta start, we've got to start looking at the positive sides instead of the negative sides. Oh, it's so cold out there, I'm going to have to put the heater on. Um, hey, thank you, Lord, that I have the ability to put heat in the house. Look at the goodness thing. Okay. Let's back up to Acts, the book of Acts, chapter 10. Acts chapter 10, a familiar verse once again. Jesus, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen? Acts chapter 10, looking at verse 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing Good! And healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Jesus went about doing good. Goodness is our way of living. Should be our way of living. I'll, I'll say it that way. Okay. Turn with me now to uh, the book of Isaiah. Isaiah. Isaiah in the fifth chapter. What are you saying out of your mouth? Are you saying good things? I hope so. Or, or is it kind of compromising? We're kind of saying well, a little bit bad things. Well, you know, this is not what I expected. Come on, let's get off the, off the negative side. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 5. Looking at verse 20. That is Isaiah 5, 20. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light, and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet, and sweet for bitter. Oh, that's negative. God doesn't want us to be negative. Amen. It's displeasing to, lo to the Lord when we speak negative thoughts. Because He wants us to speak goodness, bring goodness, bring good value into our lives. Okay, still in the Old Testament, go to the first book, not the first book, the 3M section of your Bible, that would be Malachi, Matthew, and Mark, but we're going to go to the book of Malachi. Malachi chapter 2, that's Malachi chapter 2. What happens when we speak negative things? You ever think what happens to God when, he, when you keep on saying negative things? You're his child, and he's taught you the right way. He's given, you, he's given us the instruction booklet, and we kind of put it aside, and we do our own thing. So what, what does God think about that? Okay, That's Malachi chapter 2, verse 17. Ye have wearied the Lord with your words. Wow! Negative words. If, we're, if we are speaking right words, the Lord rejoices. But here it says, You have wearied the Lord with your words. Yet ye say, Wherein have we wearied him? When we say, Everyone that doeth evil is good in the sight of the Lord, and he delights in them. Where is the God of our judgment? 
our, if you look, look into our natural surroundings, in, into our nation, you find out people have very negative thoughts or they conjure up negative things. And it's weary to the Lord. He says we need, well, I'm going to go on the soapbox here in a, in a second. We need to, the Lord says we need to pray for those in authority. What are, what are people doing, the, the media and, and numerous people, to our president? They're bringing, ne- they're saying negative things about him. That's weary to the Lord. Those people are going to get, in tr- those people are in trouble. We need to speak good things. God rejoices when you speak good things. He doesn't want, want you, us to speak weary, weary words. In other words, he says, God is saying, don't try me with your words. Don't try me with your words, your, your negative words. Make a decision that God is God, that he is good. He puts out good things, Amen. What are you expecting? Good things. I am blessed this day. I mean, if we would get up and say, I'm blessed this day, every time, what do you think is going to happen? And you kept that thing. I'm blessed this day. Thing is, things are just going to escalate into goodness. Good blessings come upon you. Can you believe in, in a good God? That God can make good things happen to you? Can you believe that? It says we have to believe in God and believe that he is a rewarder of those or rewarder to them that believe in him. There should be excitement every day when we get up. Daily, this is the faith walk. This is your faith walk. Daily, speak God's goodness. God responds to your words good or bad. And if you're making him weary, I don't want, I don't want to be on the bad side of him. Because he's going to let you do what you want to do and you're walking right into the devil's territory. We need to start speaking good things. I woke up this morning dancing upon my bed. Well, I didn't. But, but we need to get up that way. With excitement. What's going to happen today? What, what good things are going to take place today? And I say, I don't, you know, this is, this blew my, oh, this is middle of the week, you know, the camel's already done, and we're going on downside Wednesday. Let's, let's look at the good things. Amen. Excitement daily. This is faith. God responds to your good. You can't expect less than good. You can't expect less than good if you're looking for excitement in your life. Amen. We are not to walk by sight, but by faith. God is able to do exceedingly above that which you ask, seek, or desire. That's goodness. Oh, glory to God, what are you going to do? I don't know, Lord, but I'm expecting. I'm, I, bring a suddenly goodness on me. Your words, I found your words and I did eat them. That's good. Lord, the word is good. I'm eating it. I shall be strengthened. Eating the word strengthens you. Think about it. It's good. It's sweeter than honey. Glory to God. In God's goodness, expect great things to happen. Living abundantly. This means 24-7 goodness comes our way. Grace is coming your way. Goodness. Glory to God. Believe in the goodness of the Lord. Believe in the goodness of God in your life. In our lives. Glory to God. Don't allow the enemy to steal your word, steal the word with doubt and questioning. Continue to expect greater things than what you ask, believe, or desire. Well, Lord, all I was asking for is a, you know, 
a dollar raise. And all of a sudden, you got a $10 raise. Well, that's, that's, that's exciting. Expect God to pour his blessings upon us. It's a covenant blessing. Goodness. What happens today is how you speak, how you believe. Goodness, mercy is upon us. Our sins have been removed and covenant blessings are ours. That's goodness. Can't think of anything else. What's that uh, uh, movie Bambi? Is it Bambi? Is it, was it Bambi? And what did Thumper say? If you can't say anything good, don't say anything at all. So we need to start saying good. Glory to God. So, okay, let's go to Psalms 27. Psalms 27. We're going to look at a few of these. In Psalms 27. Verse 13. We're going to read it from the Amplified. That's Psalms 27, 13. Amplified. What, what would have become of me had I not believed that I would see the Lord's goodness in the land of the living? What would become of me or what would become of us if we, if we didn't believe God for goodness? When we live this, it's talking about this life in the land of living. He didn't say it in hereafter. We all know what's going to happen up there. There's goodness all over there. But he says, we need to expect goodness now. He said, I would faint if I didn't believe that, that goodness is coming to me. Because, man, there, there comes a big, big black cloud rolling over me. You know, this, is, this is the month. This is, this is the year, you know. Things are falling apart. They predicted it. Hey, that's not goodness. Thank you, Lord. I can tackle every problem that comes my way or your way. Any problem. And it's going to turn out to be good. He'll take the wrong and make it right. Put your confidence in him. Thank him for his goodness. I had faint unless I believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of living. We cannot be discouraged and yield to darkness because we are all going to walk in the valley. But you don't have to stay in the valley. You don't need to pitch your tent there or build a house. You walk out of it. God will see you through. There's goodness. Don't think of or talk about what you don't have. Or what you can't do. Don't think about that way. Never, we should never, never yield to pity, self-pity. Because that's going to take you away from God's goodness. Oh Lord, look at me, it's, it, it's happened. Wrong words. He responds to good words, good confessions. He doesn't respond to your bad confessions. The children of Israel in the desert... Woe is me, no water, nothing to eat, no meat, it's hot, it's cold. God supplied their needs, but they had the, the group that left Egypt didn't make it to the promised land. We need to talk about God's goodness. Receive God's goodness. Think about Joseph in Genesis. Sold out by his brothers. Became a slave. In the house of, of uh, Potiphar. Then went to jail. God's goodness. He didn't say, oh Lord, when is this going to end? He says, I know, I know the end. I've read the back of the book. It's goodness. I'm filled with goodness. Only good things will happen to me. I've, I've seen it. I'm going to receive it. We need to start thinking that way. Rejoicing that that trial is over. 
what did, what did uh, Joseph do when the trial is over? Oh my gosh, you know, those 17 years I spent in prison under, uh, as a slave, this is terrible. No, he didn't think about that. He said, I'm free. I've been, I'm second in control of the land of Egypt. He thought only of the goodness of God. We need to do, this, need to do the same thing. God has good things for you. It's your time. It's our time. It's your covenant blessing. It's yours. Your covenant blessing is coming forth. Expect it. Expect it suddenly. Glory to God. Believe it. Only good things will happen in your life. Something good is about to happen. It's going to fall on you. Wow. Oh, Psalms 31. Since we're right around the corner from that. Psalms 31. Psalms 31. Look at verse 19. Oh, glory to God. Psalms 31, verse 19. Oh, how great is thy goodness. Man, wow. Oh, great, how good is thy goodness. Glory to God. Which thou hast laid up for them that fear thee. Which thou hast wrought up the, to them that trust thee before the sons of men. How great it is. Thy goodness. People are going to see that I have been blessed. That goodness is upon me. Well, look at that poor sap. He believes in a God, but nothing ever happens. You got to bring it on. You got to bring it on. You speak it forth. You bring God's goodness in. Tell God how good He is. I'm, we've all done this as children. We sweet talk our parents. Oh, boy, thank you. You know, there's, a, there's an ice cream or there's a bicycle I like. There's a mitt I like, you know. There's a baby doll or whatever it is. You, 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 you sweet talk. What, you, and what do your parents do? Oh, no. yeah. They want it. Let's go get it. I, we can't quite afford it, but we'll get it anyway. Well, with God, he can afford anything. So he's going to give you what you ask. But you got to sweet talking. Thank you for your goodness. Oh, Lord, thank you for your good. I'm blessed, Lord. Thank you for the covenant blessings coming my way. If we, we, if we would initiate that in, our, in ourselves and our children, our children will be strong Christians as they get older. And we can strengthen ourselves if we begin to thank God. This is the day that you have made. I rejoice in it because it's a good day. Blessings are coming. Something Suddenly it's going to take place. Something good is about to happen to me, to my family, to my job, to my workplace. Something good is going to happen. God has got to do something. All they do is speak good. I've got to bless them. I've got to bless them because they are counting on me to bring goodness to them. The covenant blessing comes your way. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Look for goodness to overtake you. It says it's laid up for you. It said it's laid up. Look at that. 19. Oh, how great is thy goodness, which thou hast laid up for them. Laid up for you. The goodness is laid up for you. It's like going on Christmas Day. All those presents under the tree with your name, that's laid up for you. And when do you open that gift or those gifts? Do you wait? Well, see, uh, I'm going to put this down for January 15th and this one over here for, for July 4th. No, when do you open them up? You open them up that day. Well, God wants you to open up his goodness, his goodness package. He's waiting. It's laid up. Think about it. Grab it and take it. Run with it. Glory to God. Thank you for the goodness, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. Psalms 34. Psalms 34. Verse 8. Psalms 34, 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. 
There's goodness. Taste and see is goodness. You can't, I mean, it says the Lord sets a table before you in the presence of his name. You sit at the table and what do you do? Wait? When you sit at the table, you're expected to eat. It's his goodness he wants you to partake in. I'll take a little of that, Lord. I'll take a little of that and I'll take a little of that. I want all of that. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Glory to God. Blessed is he, blessed is the man that trusts in him. There you go. There we go. We need to trust him. Verse 9. Fear the Lord for all you saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. There's no want in God's goodness. It's all abundant. It's laid up for us. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Verse 10. The young lions do lack and suffer, for, suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. We don't lack any good thing. It's there. We're at the table. Receive. Uh, you know, I'm a little bit shy. I don't, you know. Uh, okay, Lord. Uh, when, uh, this is way back when, um, the wife was in the hospital having the baby. And our neighbors said, well, you know, since she's in the hospital, why don't you go, come on over and eat? You know. So, okay. Boy, she put out a spread and did I eat. They just kind of looked. The kid, her kids looked at, wow, this guy can eat. <laughs> but that's how God wants it. He, he puts out a spread and he, he just wants you, oh, you know, I'm going to be so polite. You know, take a little of that, a little of that. God says, I want you to be filled to overflowing. He wants that goodness to follow. You need to call for his goodness daily. Daily. He likes praise. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. I mean, if that's all you can say, thank you, Lord, for good. Thank you, Lord, for the breath of life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for my family. Thank you for, the, for that you supply all my needs. Thank you for your goodness. It's got to come. He's got to pour it out. He's waiting. Amen. There's no, no lack of goodness coming our way. The lack is we don't receive it. Or we just take little bits. We want to be polite. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Matthew 6, 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. What? The good things. He didn't say, I'm going to bring sickness and disease, poverty, bankruptcy, you know, a house uh, in mortgage. I mean, he's going to give you good things. Glory to God. Psalms 103. Psalms 103. Glory to God. Hallelujah. In Psalms 103, look at this. Verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and bless... And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefits. What are his benefits? His goodness. Who forgives all thy iniquities, who heals, uh, healeth all thy diseases, who redeems thy life from destruction, who crowns thee with, good, uh, with loving kindness and tender mercy, who satisfies thy mouth with good things. What are you looking for? What are you expecting? Expect the suddenly of goodness to fall upon you. Call upon it. Oh, glory. Psalms 119. Psalms 119. We're closing in on the end. Psalms 119. Verse 68. Psalms 119, verse 68. Thou art good, and doest good. Teach me thy statutes. From the Amplified, you are good and kind, and do good. Teach me your statutes. He says, God is good. And he does great things, good things, comes our way. Teach me your ways, that I might 
exalt thee, praise thee. Thank you for the goodness that comes my way, or our way. Glory to God, hallelujah. Psalms, let's uh, back up one now. Oh, a couple, let's go back to Psalms 107. That's 107. Psalms 107. This is you. It's speaking to you and I right now. Psalms 107, verse 8 and 9. Oh, that man would praise the Lord for his goodness. We need to praise God for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with what? Goodness. God is wanting to, to have us operate in His goodness. Just call upon His name. Your name is goodness. I receive your goodness this morning. Open my eyes to your goodness. I praise you for the goodness. For He satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. Are you hungry? You have to be hungry to get the goodness. You just can't say, well, you know, I went to church. I got, I got the sermon. It's goodness. And you don't do anything about it the rest of the week. You have to apply the word to have that goodness or have that goodness atmosphere about you for it to rain goodness upon you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Uh, one more. Psalms 145. One, one Psalms 145. Psalms 145, looking at verse 5. I will seek, I, pardon me, I will speak of thy glorious honor, of thy majesty, and of thy wondrous works. Speak of his goodness. I will meditate on the glorious splendor of your majesty and your wonderful works. His goodness. That's his works. His goodness. It's applied. We need to apply it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We need to experience the glory of his presence and, the good, and his goodness about us. We need to thank him daily. All day, if, if you can. Hallelujah. All right. Glory to God. And uh, for title, Finding Goodness. Now, we're going to quiz time. How many brothers did David have? How many brothers did David have? And we found that. You'll find that in 1 Samuel 16. 1 Samuel 16. Samuel 16. How many brothers did David have? Hmm, okay. I'll have to tell you the answer then, I guess. And what were their names? There's a good one. So, 1 Samuel 16, verse 6. And it came to pass when they were come that he, that he looked at Elab, there's one, and surely, surely the Lord has anointed, anointed is before him. But but the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not upon this countenance, nor on his height or his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as a man seeth, for he looketh on the, in, out, for he looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. Then Jesse called Abinadab and made him pass before Samuel. There's two of them, Elab, Abinadab. And he said, Neither of these uh, the Lord has chosen. Then Jesse made Shammah, all right, to pass and said, Neither saith the Lord of hosts and chosen this. Again, Jesse made seven of his sons to pass before Samuel. So there's seven sons. So David was number eight. Okay. Now, to get a, to get, <laughs> I know I didn't give you this, but uh, let's go to uh, 
First Chronicles chapter 2. First Chronicles chapter 2. We'll find out the names of these other boys or the whole family there. First Samuel chapter 2. Seven brothers and and David was number eight. Number first Samuel chapter some pardon me. First Chronicles. Did I say first Chronicles? Okay. First Chronicles chapter two, beginning with verse twelve. And Boaz begot Obed, and Obed begot Jesse. There's there's David's son, uh, uh, father. And Jesse begat his firstborn Elab and Abinadab the second, and Shemai the third. Nathaniel the fourth, Radai the fifth, Ozim the sixth, and David the seventh. Something's wrong. There's one missing. We said, we read there um, that there were eight. Um, the reason we don't find the seventh son name or one of the seventh sons is usually when uh, in the Bible, they took the name of the father and the family, if he had any children. And apparently this other son didn't have, maybe died early or something, but he didn't father anybody, so his name's not in there. That's what texts say. And David also had two sisters. Um, Jeriah and Abigail. All right, okay. So next week's quiz. This one should be an easy one for you. Next week's, wow, next week's quiz. Jesus was baptized and began his ministry at the age of 30. Who baptized Jesus? What did this person say about Jesus? By what authority did he say it? So you'll find that in uh, John chapter 1, verses 26 through 29. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So if I ask you next week, what did you expect this week or this past week? What are you going to say? Goodness has overtaken me in every way and form. Amen. Glory to God. Let's all stand. Finding goodness. Father, we are praising you and we are thanking you, Lord, that we have found goodness in you, Father God. And I thank you, Lord, that goodness is a covenant blessing of ours, Father God. And Father God, as we speak your goodness upon us, Father God, something good is about to happen. So, Father God, I thank you, Lord. The suddenlies of goodness fall upon us, Father God, as we step forth from this congregation, Father God, into the world, Father God. I thank you, Lord. People will recognize something different, and the goodness of God is upon us, and they will ask, why are you so different? And we can share the good news of the gospel. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen.